Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. Trump continues to dominate the news. There's so many other things to talk about, but if I avoid talking about Trump a bit, I'm not doing my job here. I, I am failing in my responsibility, I feel. So the introductory topics are going to cover Trump. Let me say this about him to begin. Uh, one person, Donald Trump, and his minions, those around him, uh, can cause such a furor and accomplish nothing. Accomplish nothing. Look what he has accomplished in six months. Nothing other than to cause trouble and aggravation. I, when I think of Trump, I think of Macbeth, okay? He is full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. No disrespect to those who support Trump, but the man has a loud mouth, and he's going to do this, and he's going to do that, and he has a lot of bravado, and he ends up doing zip, nothing. Okay, let's talk about the president to begin. Yesterday, he announced on t- national television that this is Made in America Week. He had a big do at the White House on the lawn, all kinds of manufacturing products and manufacturers, all American. Again, Made in America Week. That's what it is, folks. And you'll recall, recall uh, that he said during the campaign, and he continues to say, he's going to get us bread and butter jobs. Bread and butter jobs, okay? Uh, and that we should buy American, we're going to buy American. And we should hire American, we're going to hire American. But it seems to me that what's good for the goose is not good for the gander. The president and Ivana, his, his lovely daughter, uh, are manufacturing big time overseas. Still manufacturing big time overseas. For example, the Trump Organization. Uh, puts out, many sells clothing and home goods, most if not all of which are made in China, Mexico, Bangladesh, and Pakistan. Ivanka, with her beautiful clothing line, okay, is made in factories in China, Indonesia, and Bangladesh, especially China. Uh, ever since that three, four months ago when the president of Japan, I'm sorry, um, not the president of Japan, there was a, an event where the Chinese people were involved. In any event, she's been getting a lot of permits to manufacture more goods in China. Permits, she's getting the permits, and why not? Her father's the president of the United States. Uh, so they're not making goods in the United States. We're not buying American goods when we buy their goods. We're buying Chinese, Mexican, Bangladesh, and Pakistani goods. Okay, so number one, he's, he's violating the major rule he told us during the campaign. And yesterday, it's a lot of talk with nothing behind it. Now, he also said that we must hire Americans. At the same time, yesterday, the Trump administration announced that the United States would allow more seasonal workers in 15,000 people would be given temporary seasonal visas. 
Now, that means people can come from foreign countries to work at seasonal jobs, like a golf course, a hotel, et cetera, et cetera. And we're going to permit in 15000 Forget we got Americans who use some of those jobs. Those aren't low-paying jobs. I'd like to be a waiter at Mar-a-Lago or uh, the bartender. They're going to be making great money down there. Uh, what, what surprised me was, though, that in May of this year, and I wasn't aware of this till I picked up on the 15000 yesterday, in May of this year, the Trump administration, okay, issued 70,000, you got it, 70,000 temporary seasonal visas, okay? So that's 85,000 so far this year, 85,000. Those are 85,000 American jobs. Now, I agree, many of them will pay lower wages than Americans might want to make. But I got to believe that most of them are good-paying jobs. I mean, I, I can remember people would go from Greece to Italy to work during the season, during the summer, just to be a waiter. They'd make enough money to live off the rest of the year. Uh, so he's not doing right. He told us we're going to buy American. He doesn't buy American. His daughter doesn't buy American. He told us we will hire Americans, and already we've got 85,000 people coming into this country this year uh, who are not Americans. Now, let's talk about the legal fees that are being incurred at the White House right now. Do you know that the White House gets free legal? <laughs> That's right. Look at how everybody's lawyering lawyer, lawyer up uh, at this time. Trump's got, I don't know how many attorneys because of this Russian thing. Pence, the vice president, had to get one or two lawyers. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. had to get a lawyer, paid him $50,000 recently, or he, the lawyer was paid $50,000. Jared, uh, his son-in-law, has at least two or three lawyers now. Uh, Attorney General Jeff Sessions has a lawyer or two. And before we're done, all the other guys are going to have lawyers. And you say, who the hell's going to pay these legal fees? They're going to be astronomical. So let me tell you how this plays out. It's going, to, it's going to bother you. The legal fees thus far for the Russian investigation to be paid by people like Trump, uh, his son, the vice president, Sessions, total around $6 million. So far, only 1.5 of the $6 million has been paid out. And here's the way it was paid out. In the three-month period, April, May, and June, 700000 in legal fees were paid. In the prior three months, from the first of the year to the end of March, 545, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, 300000 were paid out. And also in the same period during the first of the year, uh, 545000 was paid to a Jones law firm. Now, the Jones law firm generally represents the president in the many business ventures he has. I guess they're his overhouse in-house attorneys, and they've been paid 545 grand uh, since the first of the year. Uh, also in the money paid out, the $1.5 million is $50,000 to pay for Donald Trump Jr.'s legal fee. Okay, the rest isn't paid yet, but it is assumed it is going to be paid. Now, where does all this money come from? We're talking big dollars here, astronomical dollars, and it's going to be significantly more before this investigation is over. Well, the federal election law, here it comes, folks. The federal election law permits payment of legal fees for 
quote, campaign committees as a result of activities related to a campaign. So the the money comes into the committee to reelect. You like that term? Remember Nixon? It was the committee to reelect that got him in trouble. All those uh, too large and improperly used donations coming in. Reagan had a tr- problem also with his committee to reelect. I think today it's called the reelection committee. It's one and the same, like the committee to reelect. Well, the money's in there. Uh, come from donations, large donors to Trump or to the party. Uh, everyone has a committee to reelect, senators, congressmen, uh, and all over. And the funds can be used in this fashion. Uh, and here's how it goes. And from, for the committee to reelect, anyone that has a problem with the prior presidential election or in preparation for the 2020 election, any kind of legal problems, their legal fees can be paid for and are paid for out of the funds of the committee to reelect. Now you say, hey, how the hell can they afford all this money? No problem. They've only incurred $6 million since the first of the year or you know, going back before that. Uh, but the, la- the second quarter of this year alone, the committee to reelect ter- took in $13.2 million in donations. That amount will increase as needed. It will never run out of money. Now, let me tell you what else is paid for out of this uh, uh, committee to uh, reelect. The 50000 for the son, Donald, already paid, and interestingly paid two weeks before we even knew about uh, what was going on with him in the newspapers. Uh, $90,000 has been paid to the legal arm of Trump consultants. Trump has all kinds of companies. He has a group called Trump Consultants, and they got paid $90,000. Now, I, I don't know who they are, what they are, because we are, I already told you about the Jones Law Firm, but these Trump consultants are like in-house counsel also, and they've been paid $90,000 out of the committee to reelect funds. What sort of burns my ass a little bit is that Trump Towers has also been paid out of the committee to reelect $120,000 for the rental of the office space by Trump consultants. How's that? (laughs) Pretty cool, huh? Uh, So it goes into the president's pocket. Those hats, those red hats that say elect Trump or whatever they say uh, that we see Trump giving out. And I think this is a, I don't even know if this is a legit, uh, not a legitimate expense. It's not for legal problems. But the campaign to reelect is uh, paid $200,000 for those hats. What's my point? These people are going to lawyer up. This thing's going to drag out because it's not costing Trump or any of his associates any money. It's not going to come out of their pockets. So it's easy to say, get me another lawyer, get me another lawyer, and prolong this thing a couple of years longer than it should be. When, if it was you or me who were arrested for something, nowhere as big as what these guys might might get in trouble for, it's uh, It comes out of our pocket. And after a while, our pockets don't have limited list cash, and we have to tell our attorney, okay, make whatever deal you can. Stop it. I can't go any farther. I'm broke, or I'm going to be broke. So that's where the money's coming to pay these legal bills. No wonder they can afford to hire all these lawyers. They're not paying the tab. 
We now find there were eight persons at that meeting uh, that was held involving Donald Trump Jr. in June. Isn't it amazing? What was it, last week there were three or four? Then every day we got another one. Now we're up to eight as of yesterday or today. And I think they identified the gentleman today, uh, the eight person. His name is Ike. Ike, good first name. Cavalazzi. Ike Cavalazzi. Uh, uh, got it right. 52 years old. He's an American-based businessman who works for a powerful Russian Russian real estate company known as the Corcus Group, which is owned by the Aglavaro, Agalav, Agalav, I apologize for my mispronunciation, family in Russia. And this family is purported to have very close ties to President Trump and his family. Okay? Now, the lawyer for Ike said that his client took no part in the meeting. He, he does not even recall speaking at the meeting. He merely attended. Now, this Ike, I'll tell you what his job was. His job uh, is overseas international developments, overseas international developments, including securing and structuring project investments with foreign contractors, he has a troubled past with uh, finances, a troubled past with finances. The year is 2000. He was accused at that time by the United States Government Accountability Office, listen to this, of money laundering. Now, this guy works for Russia, in effect, or Russian people. And here's how it worked. He, um, they claim, our government claims he laundered $1.4 billion dollars and from Russia and Eastern Europe, and the way he did it was through United States banks. And the way it worked was in a scheme that spanned nearly a decade to get $1.4 million cleaned up, he opened, personally, Ike, more, or he created more than 2,000 corporations in the state of Delaware. You file a certificate of incorporation, you have a couple of witnesses on it, and you say, I'm forming the ABC Corporation, and I'm doing this kind of business. Very simple, very easy to do. But he opened the corporations on behalf of Russian brokers, and then, at the same time, opened bank accounts for them. So now money could flow into this Corporations created today, the money flows into the account tomorrow. Cool, huh? And this is and this is part of the process of laundering money. Uh, at the time, Mike denied the accusations. He said the investigations regarding the money laundering were a and listen to these two words: witch hunt. Sound familiar? A witch hunt against Russians. This meeting is going to turn out to be dynamite. It's going to be explosive. Wait till Mueller gets into this big time. He's into it now. Wait till he gets into it big time. And keep in mind money laundering. I have been saying for six, seven months, maybe longer, in writing on this show, that in the end, it isn't going to be a meeting. Is it going to be this or that that's going to bring, if anything, brings Trump down? I'm not saying he was involved. But this money laundering will be the big thing. Money laundering, money running through Israel and Russia and into United States banks. 
Uh, I don't know how it ties in. I don't know if it even ties in. But that's going to be a major part, a major scope of Mueller's investigation. Which now brings me to Jeff Sessions. Love Jeff Sessions. He's a hypocrite. He's a whore. Uh, he, he was United States Senator for many years uh, from the state of Alabama. He's a known bigot, white supremacist. He's a drug warrior now. He's going to get marijuana that's finally coming into being legal and even being used for medical purposes. He wants it banned throughout the United States, even where it could be used for medical purposes. The man's a hypocrite. Okay, Attorney General Jeff Sessions. He looks like one. He talks like one. He acts like one. Now, what's he doing now? This man is back in the 70s and 80s. Actually, I think he's back to around the Civil War time. Uh, He's working on a plan now to ban abortions nationwide. You heard me. To ban abortions nationwide. The man's an ultra-conservative. He won't give up on any causes he believes in. And, you know, it's okay for a man to do what he thinks is right, but this guy goes too far afield. Okay, Russia, Russia. I love the way Russia deals. You know, they say, up your ass, excuse the way I'm putting it, my friends. Russia demanded yesterday, Russia demanded, and the word demand is significant, that the United States return the two compounds, uh, which they took, the ones in New York and Maryland, without conditions. Or, if there were conditions or they were not returned, the United States could expect dire consequences. These are the two compounds, one in New York and one in Maryland, that Obama closed as part of the sanctions against Russia for meddling in the 2016 presidential election. Belarus, one of the Russian officials, says, and I quote, this is daylight robbery. Uh, Putin wants those compounds back. Those are probably his primary cells for spying on the American people and the American government. And there's probably things in there we still haven't found, okay? And he wants them back. And this is a big deal. And if Trump gives them back, he will be doing wrong. I mean, these people have hacked into our democracy, our presidential election. Let us decide if we want Trump or Hillary Clinton, not some foreign nation, especially one that has been our enemy consistently, okay, since the end of World War II. I'm done with Trump. I'm glad you're glad because I'm glad. Uh, This bothers me that I'm going to share with you now. There comes a time when, when people have to stop saying stupid things about each other. There has to be a way for people to talk. We're a very divided nation, no question. Republicans and Democrats in Congress can't talk. Even Republicans and Democrats who meet each other in a bar or on the street, friends for years, can't talk politics. It's it's inflammatory. It's amazing how we're divided 50-50. Trinity College, Trinity College, recently cleared one of its professors who advocated letting white people die, who advocated letting white people die. The professor was an African-American. His name's Johnny Williams. He advocated online, on the Internet, 
that in events where there are emergency first responders, he demanded, he used the word demanded, that medical officials, and I quote, and excuse my language, but this is the printed word, this was his language, I quote, let whites fucking die. That's what he said. Whenever there's a situation where there's been an accident or there's protests or anything, and you've got emergency first responders, let wet whites fucking die. Right. Now, would you believe <laughs> that after a hearing, Trinity College cleared his name and said he was not improperly responsible for anything that occurred? One, they claimed he had academic to freedom to speak like that. He had academic freedom, and that he did not violate Trinity College policies. Now, let me ask you this question, or make this statement. It's very simple. Suppose a white person issued the same statement, but instead of whites, used blacks. And so the statement would be, let blacks fucking die. You know where that white professor would be? He'd be in Siberia the rest of his life. Do you think he could keep his job at that college? Do you think he could get a job at any university in the United States? And what I say is what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And, all right, it's that simple. He's upset because African Americans are poorly treated yet in this country. I agree with him. I speak and write about it. I think it's terrible how the police shoot blacks uh, without cause as far as I'm concerned. Then they get exonerated on a trial because for years the police have made sure that they got laws passed to protect them under any circumstances where a shooting occurs and someone gets killed. Uh, But this is wrong. This guy had to be chastised. Instead, he's a hero. Don't believe it. I don't believe it. Which now brings me to, I love this, I'm going to talk about Saudi Arabia the United States, and massacres, okay? Uh, Who's our friend? Saudi Arabia. I mean, Saudi Arabia has been our friend under every president I can remember for the last 30 years, at least, maybe longer. Uh, And I've never considered them a friend. Don't forget, they gave us $4 a gallon gasoline. That's serious. $4 a gallon gasoline for years. And they... 9-11, 15 or 17 of the perpetrators, those flying the planes into the World Trade Center, into the Pentagon, into a field in Pennsylvania, were citizens of Saudi Arabia, okay? Not Iran, not Iraq, not Afghanistan, Saudi Arabia. Now, Saudi Arabia is, is a Muslim state in the Middle East, and there's, there's two facets, two sections, basically, to the Muslim religion, to Islam. Uh, Sunnis and Shiites, they hate each other. They've hated each other from day one with their religion and their country. Sunni and Shiites, okay? Sunnis, there are many. Shiites, there are not many. And they they comprise the, the citizenry of every Middle East country. Now, Saudi Arabia's been on a kick lately, okay? And they're killing Shiites big time. Well, they've always done this. But let me share with you how they're doing it. In a Shiite town in Saudi Arabia, where the majority of the population is Shiite, uh, it's called Anvin Am There's been brutal oppression. Brutal. People getting killed like in Syria. 
and our media has been silent about this. You didn't know about it. Our media has been silent. And what have the Saudis been doing? They're using using white phosphorus to drive people out of their homes or causing a fire to occur so the people have to leave their homes. And as the people are running out of their homes because of the white phosphorus and or the fire, mother, children, aunts, uncles, men, boys are being shot down as they run out with 50 caliber weapons. And where do you think the 50 caliber weapons came from? They were supplied by the United States. We sold it to them. We're supplying them, though, by the United States. And Trump, when he was a hero, remember two months ago what a hero he was on his trip to Saudi Arabia? Boy, they sucked up to him big time. They gave him a gold medal. He danced with them, waved the black sword, promised them billions of dollars worth of equipment, military equipment he's going to have sold to them because that made jobs for us, he said, in the United States, too. Uh, his face, is they had... Big, big flags with his face on it next to the face of the new king of Saudi Arabia. American flags flying all over the place. He had never been honored so much in his life. And he will never be honored that much again in his life, I don't think. Uh, because no one's going no to kiss up to him that much as they did, the Saudis. But this is what they're doing, okay? The actual debt from all this, uh, the number's unknown. Uh, because Saudi Arabia severely restricts media access. I'm blaming our media for not telling us. They knew what was going on. They had to know what was going on. Tell us, even though you don't know the numbers. Tell us. Uh, why didn't they tell us? That's, that bothers me. Now, here's what I find strange about this whole thing. Syria. Assad bombs his own people. He uses chemicals. Chemicals. And... Families are killed almost instantly. Children, babies are killed by the chemicals that Assad used on his own people, okay? And Trump got very upset, remember? This is only, what, two months ago? On, uh, he's on television saying, I can't tolerate this happening to children, he said. And what did he do? He said, oh, what, 116, 140 missiles he shot over into Syria, uh, in effect telling Assad, stop it, or I'm going to do some more of this. Well, here's what I want to know. If he did that, he couldn't tolerate what Assad was doing to his people. How can he tolerate what the Saudis are doing to their people? Forget it's another facet of their religion. What they're doing to their people. White phosphorus, fires, shoot them as they're coming out of the house. Adults, children, etc. Uh, well, because Saudi Arabia's his friend, our friend, so he says. And... Uh, Serious? Not our friend. Uh, it's going to be our friend, though. He's, you see, the Russians and, the, and Iran are supporting Assad. Don't you see? It's already in the works. The United States, who's been supporting the rebels, is slowly going to move over on the side of the Russians and Iran in opposition to the rebels and in support of Assad. Anyhow, that's the story of what the good people, the Saudis, are doing, who are our friend and definitely Trump's friend. They're massacring their own people. Got a problem uh, in Europe. Uh, you saw what happened with Syria, how the people left. 
and they immigrated into Europe, and they're breaking the backs of every country in Europe, Germany, Sweden, uh, France, uh, all of them. They just can't handle all these people anymore, Turkey. And they're saying, my God, it's got to stop. It's terrible. Well, Muslims don't just exist in the Middle East. If you go to Africa, the middle portion of Africa especially, is heavy Muslim, all right? And it is assumed, it's already started what I'm going to share with you, that over the next five years, black Muslims are going to leave certain countries in Africa and flood Europe in numbers, in numbers in excess of those that came out of Syria. It's a problem. It's going to be an exodus of biblical proportions through the Sahara Desert and then into the Mediterranean. Somalia, Sudan, and Libya are the three countries involved. Uh, recently, the European Union said we're not going to sell any more inflatable boats and uh, anything else to Libya because they're going to use them to cross the Mediterranean to come to European countries. Speaking fast because my time's running out. That's the end of the show for this week. Hope you enjoyed. Hope you found it informative. I enjoy sharing things with you. Uh, I'm doing Facebook, live video on Facebook every day, once once a day, two or three minutes. Take a look, listen. Uh, it's pretty good. I think you'll like it. Thank you again for joining this, me this week. I look forward to being with you next week. <laughs>